two, one. Hello, and welcome to Coffee's Tricks and Cash, the podcast. I'm Danielle McCarthy, your host, and joining to me is Dr. Michelle Lappin. She's going to be helping us through this 31 days of giving yourself the gift of money. And just as a reminder, the reason I created the podcast was for women like me and Michelle who desire to take control of their financial future, expand their financial knowledge base, become confident and feel competent regarding money and all things financial. It is also designed to educate women about their relationship with money in a relaxed environment and build a community of women who support one another as they strive for financial success. And today we're going to be talking about truth versus myths of debt. Michelle, welcome and thank you for being here again. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun having these conversations. So um, talking about the truths versus the myths about debt. First off, everything you read on the internet isn't true. Everything your friend tells you isn't true. Everything your parents told you isn't true. Sorry to break the bad news. But and I, I don't mean, I'm not saying that to be negative or, or tell them that, you know, to say that they're liars or that they don't know what they're talking about. What happens is we hear things and we repeat them without doing our own research mm -hmm. or something was true five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but stuff has been updated and that might not be relevant. Anymore. Yep. So it's really important when you are addressing your debt to research things for yourself. If you hear somebody say something and I'll tell, I tell my clients all the time and all of my, anybody who follows my advice, if I say something to you, please go validate it. Check me. If, if there's something that I share that is not correct, if you find some you know valid resource that is not on the same page feel free to send me a message and say hey i found this info it's not exactly consistent with what you're sharing maybe i have outdated information and i need to do my own research again i'm, I'm okay with that i'm okay with uh, with um saying that um so that brings me to one of the most important places that you want to look and we talked about this in a couple other episodes as well, and that's the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Act um, is actually a government website that breaks down all the different practices about collecting debt, okay? Those creditors that are blowing up your phone and things like that, they can't do that. They have rules and guidelines that they have to abide by. I actually had someone call me at work once a number of years ago and was literally threatening to take my house away and telling me it was all my fault they were calling me. And I was like, I don't know who you think you are, but you cannot talk to me like that. Um, you, you don't be ashamed about the fact that you um, have debt. Okay. Like it's, unfortunately, it's more of a norm um, these days, but know that you have power Yes. To change your situation, you have power to push back. Speaking of which, and we kind of touched on this a little bit in one of our other earlier episodes, um, you have the ability to call these creditors and negotiate on your behalf to um, set up payment plans, to reduce the amount of debt. First and foremost, I should say this, 
um, this people don't realize this. These creditors that are calling you are calling you because they bought the debt from somebody else that you owed the money to. You don't owe the money technically to the creditor. You owe the money to the person that you originally started it with. Okay. okay? That person's writing the debt off. They're writing it off and they've already got money from the creditor because they sold it to them. That creditor's adding fees to get more money from you. Okay. And some of these companies are actually buying debt in states they're not licensed to collect debt in. Okay. So digging down deep into the weeds on these things is really helpful. The credit repair companies, this is what they're specializing in. And this is what they're doing when they, when you pay them, all they're doing is knowing these rules and regulations and sending letters on your behalf. Guess what? You can do that yourself and save a whole lot of money. Yep. And I just did that. So I'm going to jump in so that you know that. So she's actually talking, um, you can go read this, the Fair Debt Collections Act. I'll have a link to it in the video description and in the podcast description, and you can Google it yourself. Here's the thing. So after my husband died, I um, one of his debt collectors, collection companies, called me as his surviving spouse and said, I owed this money. And I said, no, and know the rules in your state. And if you're not sure, reach out to somebody, reach out to a financial professional. Um, they should be able to help you to the right place. Um, and said, nope, you owe it. And I said, no, his estate would owe it. But since there's nothing in his estate, because of the way this, our state law works, his estate was left to me, which made it, my, which made it now mine. But um, and know your state laws too. So I went to a um, a law firm that I knew, and called on a friend and said, "Hey, I have this collector. It was from my husband's um, one of his previous accounts from years ago, actually." And she's like, "And I said they're trying to tell me that I owe it, me myself and I." And she said, "No." And she said, do you have the information? I said, yeah. And I showed it to her and she's like, yeah. And she goes, even under state law, again, check your state laws. This is particular to the state I live in, which is Colorado. Um, and my understanding of what she told me, it was that this was not, um, since there was nothing in David's estate and by Colorado law, it all transferred to me, the debt didn't necessarily. The other thing that, and this guy hounded me for like weeks on end to the point that I sent a cease and desist letter, reached back out to this law firm that I knew, again, had a girlfriend that worked there and said, hey, this is still happening as we were talking over lunch one day. And she said, you know what? I will handle this for you. So again, it's not to say that all debt collectors, I'm not mm -hmm. making a general statement, but it depends and it's worth having a conversation. Can we negotiate this? Yeah. And then second point to make to this beginning of the year, 2020, I sat down and wrote to the three credit bureaus on my, for myself of some debt that I had and had again, pulled, called in a friend as I'm, as I'm learning more about money and wanting to share this, um, sat down with a, a debt repair person who that's what they specialized in. Um, and they actually worked with clients for free or as a donation. It was a nonprofit that they did. And he sat down and said, you don't need to use our services. 
as we were just sitting there over a cup of coffee, just kind of getting to know each other in a one-to-one from business partner to you know, business to business type thing of how we could help each other. And he's like, here's what you need to do. He's like, oh, he took one minute, pulled up on, pulled my credit reports up. We looked at them and I have to tell you, and talking about mindset, I sat there in a big bounding sludge of shame as I was looking through my credit report with him. And he's like, this isn't bad at all. This isn't, oh, this isn't even on a scale of one to 10. This is a 0.5 of the worst. Like you're not even on the scale. And I was sitting there in so much shame and yeah. so much humiliation. And it was nice that he just kind of sat there and was just like, nope, this is nothing. And by the way, this can come off. This needs to come off. This needs to come off. This needs to come off because this was debt that I had from years and years and years ago that were past that seven that seven year mark, which is approximately one of those little things to know. Um, And a couple other things, he's like, well, look across the three credit bureaus, the dates are different. So do you have the actual dates for this? Because it's reported wrong, that's a reason to to dispute it. Um, And it was, I mean, for minor things. And I thought like this was gonna be a long haul, months, years, shameful thing. I sat down for, couple of hours, pretty much wrote out different letters. I self-typed them up, did it, sent them off myself a month and a half later, two months later, 50 points. My credit, my credit score jumped 50 points. Yeah. So again, understand, and I'm going to reiterate what, something that Michelle said too, don't pay for the credit repair because that's all they're doing is that they're doing that on your behalf. Yeah. And understanding what's this law, I just lost it, the Fair Credit Billing Act provides perfections from unfair billing practices. Chief among them are the ability to dispute unauthorized charges on revolving credit accounts, things like credit cards, your loans, those types of things. And so again, it's worth noting um, going in and getting, um, I know in the state of Colorado, you are allowed to get a copy of your credit report from all three credit bureaus. I highly suggest doing that once a year. If you want to jump in, I know there's some other places. I think my son, one of my sons uses TurboTax. They give him free credit advice and credit monitoring the whole time. Um, Another great thing is Credit Karma. I used that one for a while. And understand that the different credit bureaus report at different times throughout the year, do different things. That's why on one credit report, you might be at a 750. The other one, you're only at a 730. Just understand that those are different times, different accounts, different whatever. Um, but it's constantly, it's worth it. And now I, that's something I personally do um, once a month is I check my credit report and I just see where my credits, where my credit score is. And I have to tell you, yes, I sat there in that big ball of sludge and shame that day. I left, I got into my car and I was in tears of happiness and joy and gratitude because I had just faced one of my biggest fears, which was learning a little bit about credit and how to fix my credit. But then the fact that I had this amazing person who did it in such an amazing way and made me feel comfortable and competent and confident to go forward. And again, whole reason I do the podcast, why we want to have these conversations, why we share very openly and intimately about our convert about and have candid conversations. It's because we've all been there this day and age. If you've got, you know, if you've had immaculate credit this entire time, more power to you because that's huge. That is more the exception than the rule is what I'm finding. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I'm glad you brought up the other types of things too, for sure, in your credit report. Um, people may not know this. Um, Mint, there's an app called Mint, M-I-N-T. It is a free app. Um, they do have a paid version where you can get other um, aspects, other features, but there's a free version um, where you can uh, track certain things for free, including your credit score. It will update your credit score every single month, okay? So if you're seeing your, and it'll kind of give you an indication of the why it might have changed. Actually, quite frankly, it actually checks every week. It'll shift every week, which is not normal mm -hmm. for it to do weekly checks, but it'll, it'll check every week. Um, and, and I believe it, it pulls from Experian. Um, but, um, my, my credit card company, ch uh, shows my FICO score. Um, also I believe from Experian. Um, and then I use credit karma also for my yearly, um, check, which actually this month I need to pull my report because you get it every year, but it's not every year at the same, like everybody doesn't pull it in January. Mm -hmm. The first time you pull it that's your day one of your annual. So the next year at that time, then you're eligible to pull it again for free. Mm -hmm. Now you can always pay to pull it another time if you really want to. And certain banking institutions will, um, you know, have a service where you can pay a month to be um, a monthly fee. Um, sometimes it's like $6 a month or whatever to be able to have access to all three of your reports and scores 24 seven. Yep. You're welcome to do that if you really want to. But know that there are other options out there that you don't have to pay for that at all. Yep. Yep. Those are huge. Um, That's huge. And understand that there are the three recording, uh, the three rep credit reporting bureaus, which is uh, TransWorld. TransUnion. Or TransUnion. Sorry, TransUnion. <laughs> My brain was just like, it like stopped because I always get the ease. I always trip up. No. And so TransUnion stopped me. So TransUnion. Um, Experian and Equifax. Equifax. See, told you. Um, my brain just like stopped on all three of those, and that's also because there's still a point of me I'm still working through. Like I now have a great credit score, but my brain, that mindset is still there. That's something that's still very intimidating to me, even though I'm doing very well. It's still intimidating to me, and you can see me trip up. And again, having these candid conversations. Um, one of the places that I was sent to was um, Identity IQ. It's a monthly subscription service, so not a big fan of those. However, it is one that you can constantly pull a credit report and see exactly where you're at across all three credit bureaus plus your FICO score. And also understand that this is huge in this day and age because your credit score now affects so many things. Yeah. What does it affect, Michelle? Can you tell us? Oh, home buying, student loans. Um, if you get a job of some sort, I work for the government on a full-time basis. And if I have major issues with my credit, it could affect my security clearance. Mm -hmm. um, it can shoot. also affect your employment, not yeah. just while you're, while you're, while you are employed, but also obtaining employment. Right. Um, yeah. There's a lot of places that will do it that way as well. And so this is some way to really sit down and have a conversation, do your research, talk with somebody like myself, talk with somebody like Michelle, who have the knowledge, the resources, the expertise, 
the other power partners that we may work with that can help come in and help solve this problem. And let me tell you, one of the best things, as much as it still trips me up, still makes me a little nauseous in my stomach. Um, every time I would look at my credit once, you know, once a month, um, it's worth it though. I'm proud of myself on the other side because I keep facing that fear. And the more you touch it, that fear will eventually dissipate. So it kind of goes back to that whole mindset piece that we've been talking about this whole 31 days too of giving yourself the gift of money is facing one of your biggest fears. And that has always been mine. And so I'm conquering it. I'm pretty proud of myself. I, I hear you. Um, I actually used to have your, uh, you may not be shocked, but some people might, I actually used to have a credit score under, under 420. Oh my goodness. And now it's nearly 700. My student loans are kind of making mm -hmm. it fluctuate right now, but um, that's, that's how much work I've done and the, the things that we're talking about throughout this whole podcast and the stuff that we're sharing today, um, doing those types of things can really, really, really make so much of an impact. Um, and it doesn't take forever. It doesn't take forever. Now I actually have two, two other quick thoughts. Um, mm -hmm. I know you usually like to ask me if I have any final thoughts, um, yep, two other here you quick go. thoughts that I want to share about this process. And that is our, or the whole truth versus myth thing. Number one, you do not need to open a credit card to raise your credit score. Pay Correct. off your debt. Yes. Pay off your debt. Now, if you have a credit card and you start paying it down to pay it off, you want to keep it under 30%. Okay. The less is more. All right. So you want to show a third, under 30% of what the available, of what the balance is, is what I'm talking about. You want to show that you can keep the limits low so that you have more income or credit to work with. Okay. Um, and like, if you have one, I, I, I used to have five credit cards and they were all maxed out. Okay. Mm -hmm. I paid them all off. And I know there's people out there that don't recommend doing this. And you know, there's pros and cons to both, but I closed four of them. I left one open. Main reason is because I was not disciplined enough to be able to keep all of them open but I kept the one open. It's now been about eight years, I think. And um, the longevity is there, which has increased my credit score because it shows the history, the long history of maintaining that account, okay? Um, but I haven't had to open up any other accounts. I've just maintained that one well enough that it's helped my credit score. Um, and speaking of which, um, those depart department store credit cards, they're not as helpful as they may appear. Yes, they might have some rewards and some discounts, but you don't need them for every single store that you go into. You really don't. That is true. I think my, one of my sons, his girlfriend, I think she has, she has one department store credit card, but she shops there often enough that it actually makes it viable for her. And she's so disciplined mm -hmm. at 24 years old. Um, I wish I would have had her discipline um, monetarily at 24 years old because I am in awe of this of this amazing this amazing young woman, um, and she has that, and then she has two um, major credit cards, and but one she does because of the rewards piece, like she's hacked that, and so she's in the mm -hmm. process of teaching me that piece, um, and she's taught my son that, 
And then the other credit card she does really well with as well, but that's, she only uses that for very specific purposes and yep. instantly pays it off. Well, it doesn't pay it off. She pays it down. Cause again, she found a quick little hack, if you will, with that specific credit card for herself. So again, but understand when you do open credit cards, what you're getting into and be very diligent on that. But going back to the truths and the myths of debt, um, they, people cannot hound you. You do have the right to say, please do not call this number again. Different yeah. states have different rules around that. I know what they are in the state of Colorado from experience. Um, they, and be, again, do not let, make them, let them feel um, like they have the control because actually the way the law is written from what Michelle was telling us is it's written for our benefit, not for theirs. And yeah. so again, lots of information out there on the internet. We're not talking about, you know, being the end all be all expertise, knowledge, resources. This is just to open the dialogue, know kind of what's out there. Um, reach out again to a financial professional that you know, like, and trust Michelle as a wealth coach, myself as a financial professional, um, and have these conversations we, or with your own financial person that you know, like, and trust um, to get more of this information. And if you have any questions or anything, please feel free to reach out to myself or to Michelle. Michelle, where can they reach out if they had questions? I um, can be reached on Facebook, Instagram, and my website, all is Dr. Michelle Marie. And if you ever want to talk to me, um, I can be reached through the Facebook page, Coffee's Chicks and Cash, the FB page on Facebook. Um, just leave a direct message. Also, um, the podcast, as you know, can be found um, on all major uh, podcasting platforms. Share with your friends, share, share, and share alike. Share this information with, with women that you know, like, and trust to help them on theirs. And if you happen to have a guy in your life who's like, I just don't understand why you talk about money and think about money the way you do, send them this way to the podcast. Because again, yes, it was created for women by women, but I'm also finding a couple of my guys and even my sons are kind of like, oh, that makes sense. Didn't realize that's the way girls thought about stuff. Interesting. Um, so again, Michelle, thank you so much for being on here and we will see you next time. Thank you.